Good morning. You guys rock. Can I just say that? Can I say that? Thank you. Give these guys a hand for These guys are awesome. Um, they've been running cable, tweaking sound systems all week. I don't, I can't even tell you how many hours have gone into just playing that set. I don't, you guys have no idea, but uh, they, you know, we have certainly appreciate these guys being here this week and putting these things together and, and just being able to worship. Uh, this morning we worshiped at the early service. We're worshiping again at this service. I'm, we're talking, starting a series today called Blueprints. And in that series, we're talking about this idea that um, within us, do you know that within you right now, you have a blueprint? You know what a blueprint is, right? A blueprint is a copy of the original. And you have a copy of the original in you, the original creator in you. And so we're going to be talking about that through this series called Blueprints. But as we kind of get in this series, I have invited a builder. Would you like to hear from a builder this morning? Not just Pastor Matt, but someone who's actually building a house and talk to him about the importance of having a blueprint or an original plan. So Ken, would you come up here with me and maybe grab, he's going to grab the handheld mic on his way up. And uh, I've asked Ken to come in. Oh, he even brought prints with him and everything. So this is cool. So I thought one of the things we want to do at this service is have other people share what God's doing in their, in their lives. And so I actually know that Ken's in the process of building a house. So I thought he's got plans for the house, right? Uh, are these the plans for the house you're building right now? This is the approved set. The approved set. Who approved it? City of Seattle. Use a mic. Yeah, use a mic. Oh, City of Seattle. Gotcha. <laughs> so uh, we have actually another approved plan by God that we're going to talk about today. But uh, so tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now. Like, what's the project you're working on right now? Okay. So we developed a piece of land and we're building a house behind my daughter's house. So we're uh, partners together on this. <laughs> and so how important are those plans to what you're doing right now? Uh, daily, they're important. Yeah. Some days are much more important than others. Yeah. Um, we refer back to them regularly, and obviously all the different subcontractors. I'm managing a group of people that know what they're doing, and I'm just kind of coordinating. But all of them go to this to find out what actually needs to be done. So it's important. So what if you didn't have the plans? Could you do it without the plans? Could you do it without the originals and just kind of? I kinda... could not. Okay. Wh no. What's the reason you couldn't do it without a plan? There would be too much confusion, <laughs> and there would be um, everybody would disagree with how to do it the right way. Really? Kind of like oh, a okay. church. All right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so, so we're talking, and today you know that we've already talked. We're talking about this idea that there's this blueprint or a copy of God's plan in us, like a. The image of God is planted in us, and um, it lives in us, and God created us in the image of God, what we're going to talk about today. So um, how important is it then to build your life, as you think about your own life, off of that plan or off the plan that God put in you? Mm -hmm. Well, I think that each of us has a plan in our own soul, yeah. in our heart, that God yeah. has put there, and we can choose to, <coughs> excuse me, choose to follow it or not follow it. And um, I think that we, uh, th that can happen at different stages throughout our life. Like yeah. I know that at times in my life I have followed and at times I haven't. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's just a, it's a daily thing. And it is, 
that the more time that I spend with him, the more time that I actually am concerned about his plan and ah, I try to yeah. follow his plan. Yeah. So it's, it's, it comes and goes. So do you have, do you have a, like a story or a time in your life when you either followed or didn't follow the plan and? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell uh, us the story. Uh, well, let's, let's start with when I didn't, okay? Uh, when I was a young, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> when I was a young adult, I, um, uh, I was raised in a Christian family. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I get, why do okay. I do this when I it's talk okay. in front Go. of people? Stop it, would you? So anyhow. Um, just, just tell them. Yeah, when I, when I was in, uh, a young adult, I was in college, and I decided I really just, I didn't want to follow Christ. I wanted to experience however, whatever it was. I wanted, I didn't reject God, but I wanted to put him up on the shelf and then do what I wanted to do. And that resulted in the first college that I went to asking me to find another college to go to. <laughs> here I am at SBU. I came here my second year, and that's where um, actually my life started turning back to God. So, so. Um, uh, I would say that I, at that time, I, I really didn't really care, and I didn't really have an interest in following God. So uh, then, um, a few years down the road, um, I had been working in my occupation. I had been working for a company for about uh, 13 years, and I was tired of that, and I just felt like God wanted me to be doing something different <coughs> and, and do it something different. So I didn't have a job, but I quit, and I went out on my own, and uh, was intending to do something, and that's not what I ended up doing. Um, I, that job didn't, as I had anticipated, it didn't come together for me as I had hoped, but it put me in the path of another project, <coughs> another job that helped me in the direction of going towards what ended up being my career in the in the window and door business, and um, so it was. That was something that I really felt God was telling me: you need to step out. You need to do this on your own. You need to make this change. And um, and so I was faithful in doing that. I was following Him, and I made that change. And it was it was one of just many uh, times when I did. The, the unusual, and I followed God, and I took that path, and it, was, it worked out. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for sharing so, that. Yeah. Can we give uh, Ken, just thank God for Ken and what God's doing in his life? Thank you. Yeah. I love that. So as you're, and thanks for bringing the plans, by the way. Um, so as you're, as we're talking this morning about this idea of living off of God's original plan or the blueprints within us, I hope you'll take into heart what Ken just shared. You know, there, we, we come this morning with a choice, right? Are we going to build our lives on the plans that God put in us, or are we not, right? And you kind of gave, Ken gave us a great example of that. So, but I, I want you to ask, I want to ask you that question as we dig in this morning. Like, what plans are you building off of today? Because in Genesis, uh, it actually taught, teaches us in Genesis that we have this original plan within us. Let's I'm going to read to you, and it'll probably be up on the screen. This is from Genesis chapter 1 and, and verses uh, 26, 27. It says, Then God said, 
let us make humanity in our image to resemble us so that we may t- they may take charge of the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky and the livestock and all the earth and all the crawling things. And God created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created them. Male and female, God created them. So you see this idea that within us is the image of God. So I want you to think about that for a minute. In you is the image of God. Do you know that? What do you think about that? Like, that within you today is the original, is a blueprint of the original, divine, right? The image of God is in you right today. And all of you have it. I have it, you have it, every person on the planet has it, every, every part of humanity. And also notice that men and women, it's both male and females, both, it, it, God didn't say, well, I'm going to give more to, to the women and less to the men or vice versa. It wasn't that at all. All all people, all different backgrounds, all genders have this original plan in them. And the other thing that I hope you picked up on that little passage is this, that we're supposed to reflect that image to all of creation, that we're actually supposed to reflect that out of our lives in a way that blesses all of creation and gives life to other to creation and gives life to one another, right, to each other. Um, when we lose sight of this, that's when things get broken in our world, right? Uh, anybody follow the news this week uh, about what happened in the city? Downtown, Pine Street and 3rd. We've been hearing about Pine Street and 3rd, Pine Street and 4th. 3, we think, from what I know, I don't have all the details. I'm not a police officer. I'm not an investigator. But from what I understand, uh, three people got into some kind of altercation down on third, around 3rd and Pine. And then they took out guns and started shooting at each other. And there were innocent bystanders that were struck. One woman was killed. Uh, seven others were injured and put into the hospital because somebody decided they were going to solve their problems with violence. They were going to take their hatred, they were going to take their anger, and they were going to take it out on somebody else. Now, what's happening in that moment? I think for that to happen, you have to forget this point. You have to forget that every other human being has worth and value because they're creating the image of God. And the reason that when our hate and our bitterness and our anger takes us over, we actually stop seeing others. We stop seeing the image of God in them. We stop seeing their worth and value. And here's the other thing. We also forget, and we forget that we're supposed to be bearers of that image as well. That we're to be the ones that are reflecting the image of God to others in our actions towards others as we treat others. And so, I, so they forgot that they were created in the image of God, and I'm assuming they also forgot that others were created in the image of God. And that's the beauty of how everything starts in the Bible. It starts right here in this verse, right? It sets the tone for the rest of what happens in the scriptures uh, that if you keep reading. Now, I love Ken's story because he's told us that so, it's so important to stick to the original plan, right? Like work off that original plan. How many people here have ever gone into the woods and built a fort, like just taken like pieces of wood or two by fours of plywood, or, or maybe you've taken blankets in a house and built a house fort with the furniture and the blanket. Anybody done that, right? Or how about um, beaches? I love, what I love at the beaches around here is you go to the beach, all the driftwood comes in and people build these little forts on the beach and they build campfires and hang out. So that's, I think, sometimes the way we go about building off the original plan. You know, it's like, 
well, I don't really know, I don't really consult the original plan, I don't really know what the original, I don't know about the image of God in me, I don't know what that looks like, so I'm just going to piece my life together and kind of hodgepodge it together and grab whatever I can and make something out of it, right? Now let me ask this question. How many of you, those forts that you built, is, are still, how many of those forts are still standing today? Are they still in existence? No, 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 they don't, they all went, either weather hit them, or they, you know, all things left to themselves fall apart, they fell apart, the weather hit, whatever, so they fell apart, and I think that's part of it, is that when we're just kind of building off our own plan, our own idea, we're going through life that way without consulting the image of God within us and trying to live that image out, that's what we're doing, right? We're just kind of putting, trying to piece it together, right? From out of thin air, for whatever, whatever's around us, or for whatever we hear, whatever we're taught, or what other people say, whatever that looks like, we might be doing that, right? You know that when this happened, uh, after Genesis, we know that Adam and Eve broke, uh, they sinned, and they, they uh, rebelled against God, and so then God gave them, uh, and at that point started to build what's called the Scriptures, and so we've got two testaments, the Old Testament, right? And we've got the New Testament. Some of you know that. that may, if you don't know, that's okay. Uh, one of the things that we're going to try and do at this service is we want to make it accessible to everybody, no matter where you are in your biblical knowledge, that we want to make it accessible for you. So one of the things that we do when uh, we look at the Bible is we've got these two testaments. The Old Testament is basically everything that was written before Jesus. And the New Testament is everything that's written during the time of Jesus and after Jesus. And there's a fancy word that theologians use to distinguish uh, to, to what they call the Old Testament and the New Testament, and it's this word called canon. They call it the Old Testament canon and the New Testament canon. And I find a lot of Christians use it as a canon. Like, how can I shoot, you know, poof. Oh, okay, all right, I got to work on my jokes for this crowd. <laughs> so, bad dad joke, sorry. So, but they call it a canon. Now, that's, a, that's another word for this, standard or measurement, a standard of measurement. So think about that. The reason I bring this up, this theological idea up to you, is because we're talking about building off of plans. And Ken, can I refer back to you? So do you use a different measurement every time you measure a new wall? Do you like pull out, do you go metric on one wall and then inches on another wall and maybe some other thing on the, do you do that as a builder? No, no why would you not do that? because it would be out of line, right? You can't use one measurement over here and another measurement over here. You can't use, you, and you gotta also have a level and you go through as you build and you use a level and you use the same level and you use the same measurement over and over and over again, right? That's what the scriptures are for us. They're a standard of measurement by which we can consult them and say, am I building to the original? Am I using the right measurement, the right standard by which I'm building my life? Am I back, get, is this getting me to the image of God within me? And am I reflecting it to other people? Now, the other thing is, my wife and I, we built a house one time, which I don't think we'll ever do again, right? Uh, more power to those who build houses. But so we uh, decided to build a house. We bought some property and we built this house and we came and we consulted multiple plans and basically it came down to money for us. It was during the recession. So we picked the, one of the most frugal plans we could get, one of the basic house plans. But even when we looked at that, we had this option of moving stuff around, right? You could change the bathrooms or put a pantry in or uh, make the bedroom bigger or bedroom smaller. And there are things after we built it we thought we should have done this differently. But what was great is that we had, cons we had people consult with us to give us ideas 
to give us other suggestions. Had we just built the house on our own, it would not have been as good had we not consulted some others and got some input from others. And I think that's the beauty of us getting input from God, from the scriptures, also getting input from other Christians around us. You know, when we're building this image of God, we have to consult other people and see how, what good ideas they've come across and living out this image of God within them. So we have to do that. Now, the other thing that happened to Adam and Eve, though, is if you can imagine, let's, let's go back to Ken. Ken's got his uh, plans out on a table at the construction site, right? And I know Ken likes to drink coffee, right? You like to drink coffee, Ken, right? And so Ken's sitting there at the construction site. He's got his plans on the table. He's drinking his cup of coffee and the other, other contractors around there and they got their coffee. And then Ken gets distracted by one of the other, whatever else. And then like he drops his coffee onto the plans. Now, what would happen to those plans if, they got, if you spilled coffee on them? The lines start to get blurred, right? That you can't make out the measurements anymore because now it's been, it's that those blueprints have been just disturbed by the, the it's, they're kind of marred by the coffee stain, right? That's exactly what happened in Genesis. Here, Adam and Eve are created in the image of God. They've got the original plan in them, and then they rebel against God. They, they, do, they go their own way. They build their own thing. They want to build it the way they want to build it. And all of a sudden, there's, it's like there's a coffee stain on the image of God. And now it's harder to see. It's harder to see where the lines get drawn. It's harder to see what the measurements are because now they're looking through these lenses that are broken, right? And that's exactly what's happened at me, and it actually happens to us as well. When we go off on our way, when we stop consulting plans, and as Ken even explained, you know, I, I kind of got it wrong. I, I spilt coffee on God's image, and I started to go my own way. And now, but when I got back to that image, things changed, got better, right? So we heard that. Now, this is an awesome thing. Another thing that God did for us, which is really cool, is God sent Jesus. Now, why would God do that? So, I mean, if we got the plans, right, why do we need Jesus? Well, Jesus is the one who becomes the image bearer for us. Jesus is the one who actually is able to live out the image of God, and we can look at Jesus and say, oh, he got it. <laughs> He's got the understanding. He's got the, he, he, is, he is divinity in flesh. He is God in flesh, and he is living out the image of God before us. And so we, now we, can, we see what it looks like to bear the image of God in our lives. We see what it looks like to build our lives upon this original plan, this original image. Jesus actually said that in John chapter 14. Jesus said, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you have really known me, you will also know the Father. From now on, you know him, and here's the point, and have seen him, and have seen him. You've seen God in Jesus, right? That's what he's saying. You see me bearing the image of God, reflecting the image of God to you and to other human beings. The other thing that Jesus did is he, he went on to teach people then how to live into this image of God. And he actually gives this whole sermon in the Gospel of Matthew. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And in that sermon, he gives different teachings and different ways of living our lives that are patterned after the image of God. And he explains a lot of different things. And, and over the weeks ahead, we're actually going to unpack some of those things. But here's what he says uh, in, in Matthew chapter 6. 
He says, therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? Gentiles long for all these things. And Gentiles means people of other nations. Long for all these things. Your heavenly father knows that you need them. And keep going. And next slide. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Seek first and foremost the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus said. And what he's teaching us is he's saying, what you really have to do is there's a seed, right? The image of God is the seed within you, and the kingdom of God is the soil in which that seed is to be planted and will grow and thrive. So when we live into the kingdom of God, we actually see the image of God grow in us, and we begin to reflect that image. So that's actually what Jesus is trying to explain to us about seek first and foremost. Um, how many people here have a list of priorities? Anybody have a list of priorities? Nobody? Anybody keep a list? You keep a Do you really? Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I, I have a, like a mental list in my mind of what priorities are, right? And so uh, those of you who have a set of priorities, what's your number one priority if you have it? Make money, right? Is that number one? No, have fun. Is that it? No. Now, if you're, if you're in, since we're in church, what's the church answer? What's the Sunday school answer? GL, oh my gosh, you guys are so good. All right, good. So, G, right, number one, God, right? Number two, what's number two? And, and spouses, be very careful with this one, right? Family, Family right? Family might mean or two. Number three might be your job or it might be have fun and then have a job. I don't know. It depends on who you are. So you have this list of priorities, right? A lot of times, in, you know, we think about this when Jesus says this, we think, all right, God's my number one priority, which is a good thought. That's not actually what Jesus is saying. What Jesus is saying is that seek the kingdom of God above all else, above your list of priorities. <laughs> like the kingdom of God, seeking the kingdom of God, seeking to bear the image of God in our lives is not only to be the first priority, it's to be over all our priorities. It's to be above all else. And it's to be a part of every single priority in our lives. So it's not only to be overall our prize, but, it, but to seek the kingdom of God in our family, to seek the kingdom of God in our relationships, to seek the kingdom of God in our careers, in our jobs, in our finances. All those priorities are to be within the king, seeking the kingdom of God is what Jesus is saying, right? So it's not just like one of a list of priorities. It's actually the whole list and putting the whole list in, uh, in the kingdom of God. And actually, over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about that each week. Next week, we're going to talk about relationships. What does it look like to live out this image in our relationships? We're going to talk about finances. We're going to talk about family. And we're going to talk about our careers. So come back. That's all I'm saying. So here's, um, so how do you do that? Like, let me just kind of get you started and then uh, about this. Because I think about this. How do I, you're probably sitting here and thinking, like, how do I get back to the image of God in my life? How do I get back to the original plan, so to speak, the blueprints? And I would say that there's a very easy, simple, not an easy answer, but a simple answer. And it's this. Spend time with God. Be in relationship with God. Go to God. Make God your consultant, so to speak, your general contractor, so to speak. Spend time with God more in your life. And the reason I tell you that is because... Um, 
I can tell when my wife is with one of her friends. My wife has a friend, her name's Sheila. And Sheila is from the south. She's got a southern drawl. And she uses phrases like fixin' and y'all. And so my wife would come home from work after working with Sheila, and she'd sit at the dinner table, and I'd say, well, how was your day? And she'd start talking to me about what happened that day, and I could start to hear with a southern drawl. And she'd start using phrases like, I'm fixing to do this and fixing to do that. And I'm like, I was like, you were with Sheila today, weren't you? And she's like, yeah, how did you know? I said, well, you know, I hear it in your voice, right? Do people hear God in our voice? Do people see God in us? The only way I'm going to reflect more of God in my life is if I spend time with God, (laughs) in relationship with God. Then I start to pick up on God's voice and God's actions, and I begin to be more of an image bearer in my life as I spend time with the creator, the image bearer, God's self, right? So what are you building? I'm going to go back to the question we started with. What are you building your life upon today? And who are you orienting your life towards today? So are you building off of the plans that God has put in you, the blueprints that God put in you? And are you orienting your life to follow Jesus, the image bearer? You've got the image in you, and you've got the, the, the example of an image bearer before you to follow. Isn't God good that God's already put this in our lives? Isn't God good that God's already given us everything we need to be image bearers? Everything. The issue is what? Us. Right? Are we going to trust that? Are we going to believe that? Are we going to move in that direction? Or are we just going to go our own way? Right? I flew back. We flew back from Seattle from the holidays. And um, our plane landed. I love it when we get a good landing, you know, and it's just nice and smooth. And so we get a good landing, and we're all buckled in, and we get on the runway. And now we're taxiing from the runway, from the landing, and we're taxiing over to the gate. And then all of a sudden, the plane stops. And the pilot gets on the loudspeaker and says, "Uh, sorry, folks, we're going to have to delay here for a minute. We're waiting for a gate to open up at the terminal. Anybody been there? Anybody done that before? Right, waiting for the gate to open up at the terminal. Um, We just need everybody to remain seated with your seatbelts on so that way we can move when we're ready to go, right? So, So just please remain seated. Be patient with us. It'll be a few minutes before we open the gate. So I'm sitting there, hear the announcement, click off the announcement. Kid's sitting right behind me. Dad, I gotta go to the bathroom. Dad, and so I'm waiting for Dad's response. Dad goes, well, go. And I'm like, what? He's like, well, I'm going to move any minute, man. Your kid's going to be up. And he's like, and, and then, the, but the kid's wise enough. He, get, he says, well, the pilot said that I can't go. I'm going to listen to this whole conversation, right? And dad goes, well, go. I'll handle it. I'm in charge. I'll take care of it. And the little kid says again, well, dad, should I go? Blah, blah, blah. And they're going back and forth having this debate. And dad keeps saying, just go. I'll handle it. Don't worry about it. I'm in charge. And I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat now. I'm still buckled, though, but I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, <laughs> and I'm waiting, and I'm, like, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm going, kid, don't go. Do not go, because I know as soon as you get up, this plane is going to want to move, and we're going to sit here and miss our gate opening or give it to another plane. So I'm like, worst-case scenario for plane travel, right, in my brain. 
And I'm like this close to saying something to dad, like, dad, you better chill out, man. You better just sit the kid down, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this father? What is this bad parenting 101, you know? And I'm sitting there going, and so I'm like, and I'm like on the edge of like saying something to dad. Praise God. The plane starts moving before the kid gets up and he stays and it doesn't go bad. So it all results up. But I thought about this, right? You know, who on the plane has the best view of things? Who on the plane can see out the front window where we're going? Who on the plane knows FAA regulations more than me or dad or the kid? Who knows all those things better than I do and you do in our lives? God, right? God's the pilot. And I'm not going to quote the co-pilot thing. But what I'm saying is, at some point, you've got to decide. You, you and I have to decide. Am I going to go after the urges in my life? Or am I going to listen to the pilot? Am I going to listen to the creator of my life? Am I going to listen to the one who put the image of God in me and gave me an image bearer to follow? Right? What am I going to do? Trust. Believe. Remember. Tap into the image of God in your life. Let's pray together.